Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Eastern Conference arms race is in full swing now, and the Pittsburgh Penguins can't afford to stay on the sidelines. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I was expecting a lot of fireworks on Thursday because of the NBA trade deadline. I certainly didn't expect Vladimir Tarasenko of the St. Louis Blues to be traded to the New York Rangers. But here we are. And here I am telling you that the Pittsburgh Penguins must get involved in this Eastern Conference arms race. It's underway. And you're fooling yourself if you think it's over. The Metropolitan Division itself is only getting better. It started with Bo Horvat, traded to the Islanders from the Vancouver Canucks. He now has two goals in three games with the Isles. Yesterday, Vladimir Tarasenko, not having the greatest of seasons, but still one of the purest goal scorers of the generation, headed over to play with fellow Russian Artemi Panarin, and all that offensive firepower that Broadway has to offer. The New Jersey Devils, Washington Capitals, and Carolina Hurricanes are all named players in the Timo Meyer sweepstakes. The Metropolitan Division and the Eastern Conference as a whole is already a monster. It's only going to get tougher by March 3rd when the trade deadline officially passes. And I know what you're saying. Nick, the Penguins can't afford it. They don't have the assets. They don't have the cap space. Shut up. You know, I respectfully say, don't give me those excuses. Because you know who didn't have cap space? The New York Rangers. They didn't have that much cap space. They made it work. There are people on these staves that it's their job to go out there and make it work. There are multiple different ways to finagle the cap to make sure you get that big fish and you can afford it for the rest of the season. Multiple ways. And I want to tell you here, 
Take the cap out of your conversation. Get the cap out of your mind because the Penguins can figure something out. Okay? All of these teams can figure something out. You're kidding yourself if you believe otherwise. When it comes to what the Penguins can offer, it's more than you think. If they're willing to go all in. And if they weren't, why did you extend Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin for four and six years? You're in win-now mode. Whether you're the last team in the wild card or you're the first team in the conference, the Pittsburgh Penguins are in win-now mode. And if you don't want them to be there, then you can just tune out for the next four or five years. Because that's where they're going to be until all three of these guys, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, until they retire. They're not going to leave win-now mode. They're not going to punt on a season because they don't know how many more seasons they have of this type of talent, of this level of talent from their big three. So yeah, they're all in. Don't let anything fool you. They are all in. And they have plenty to offer these other teams. For these big fish. Or for even the medium-sized fish in the pond. First and foremost, they have all the draft picks. I know we're not used to that. They have all of them. And everybody's saying, hey, is Ron Hextall willing to part with that 2023 first-round pick? I understand. It is going to be a very good draft. It is. And I understand that Ron Hextall said, in not as many words that he doesn't want to trade the first-round pick on Sunday. But if you watch the full video and not just read the headlines, especially some of them that were completely mistyped, I'm seeing it out there completely, omissions that he answered that he wasn't willing to trade the first-rounder when it comes to just shedding cap space. That's basically saying, yeah, I'm going to pay a first-rounder so somebody takes Brian Dumlin. He's not going to do that. I've said it multiple times now. If you listen to this podcast and you're still peddling that crap, then you need to stop. He's willing to trade the first round pick for the right asset. But who says he has to stop at this year's first round pick? If the right piece is out there, a Timo Meyer, a Jacob Chikrin, you can trade the 2024 first round pick. You can trade the 2025 first round pick. They don't have as much value as this year's because you know more so of what you're getting with this year's draft class. But you have those at your disposal. There's still value in them. And the same goes with the second round picks, which the Penguins have their full complement for the next three years, and their third round picks. This year's belongs to New Jersey, but they have a third round pick in each of the next three drafts. They have mid-level prospects. Sam Poulin. Alex Nylander, Valtteri Pustinen. Yeah, I would like to see one, if not all three of those guys, play a factor in the team either this year or next year. Doesn't mean they're not good trade pieces. Doesn't mean that for the right price, you shouldn't be willing to move them. Same thing goes with your young defensemen. P.O. Joseph, Ty Smith, Owen Pickering. I like these guys. Pickering especially. I think that is probably the heaviest piece you have to offer that's not a not a draft pick but again like the first rounder this year you don't trade that unless you get something really good in return 
but it doesn't mean it shouldn't be on the table. Same with P.O. Joseph. He's had a phenomenal season. We talked about it yesterday on Tip of the Iceberg. He's had a phenomenal season. He's a good young defenseman. I would hate to see him go, but I'd love to see Timo Meyer on this team. I'd love to see Jacob Chikrin on the left side. And if you trade one of Joseph or Smith, you still have the other one to fill out the lineup. So there's pieces there. NHL players with cap hits, which is very important. Kasperi Kapanen, Brock McGinn, those two guys you've heard before. Teddy Bluger, I'm starting to bring his name into these conversations more and more. He makes $2.2 million against the cap as a fourth-line center. Jan Ruda, $2.75 million against the cap as a third-line right-shot defenseman. And Jason Zucker. That's a name I've refrained from putting into these conversations because the Pittsburgh Penguins rely so heavily on their top six. It is blasphemy, almost, to think about potentially trading one of them. But Jason Zucker is on the last year of his deal. Makes it easier to move. He makes... Over $5 million, 5.5, I believe. I'd have to double check that. But I'm pretty sure $5.5 million makes things a lot easier, gives you a little bit more wiggle room if you can actually make that deal. And he is having one of the better seasons of the late stages of his career, certainly having the best season that he's ever had in a Pittsburgh Penguins uniform. And like I mentioned from the start, he makes $5.5 million. Yeah. Same thing as Pickering. Same thing as the first round pick. If you can get Timo Meyer, If you can get Jacob Chikrin. If you can get some of these other guys I'm going to talk about in a second. The the bigger names, you make that move. Those two might be the only two guys I would I would think about trading Jason Zucker for. And you would have to, you'd have to have some assurances that Timo Meyer's coming back. He's a restricted free agent. I know friend of the show, State of Hoppy, of the Soda Pod, is not happy that I'm talking about Jason Zucker in regards to a trade. And he's one of my favorite players on the Penguins. But a piece is a piece, and this is a business. And at the end of the day, if it brings the Penguins closer to a Stanley Cup, then it's a good move for Ron Hextall. But it has to be a good move. You, you can't trade Jason Zucker for Vladislav Gavrikov. That's when you look at Hextall and you say, don't even bother coming into work. But I don't think he is that inept that that's going to happen. So the truth is, a package that starts with, or is, Jason Zucker, Owen Pickering, and a first-round pick, Gets you in the conversation for any piece. So I don't want to hear by from anybody that the Penguins don't have the assets. No, you're just not willing to trade the assets that it's going to take to get anybody at the trade deadline. Because Zucker, Pickering, and a first-rounder gets you in the conversation for just about anybody on the block. Probably everybody on the block. And there are plenty of big names left. I've mentioned Timo Meyer copious amounts of time because he is the piece remaining on the trade block. He already has 30 goals this season, but the big problem with Meyer is he's on the last year of his contract making $6 million. And 
since he's 25 and a restricted free agent, his qualifying offer for next season would be $10 million. Which is why, as much as I'd like to see Timo Meyer on this team, and don't get me wrong, I think if you were able to get Timo Meyer on this team, it takes it to an entirely different level. You let everybody else fight over him because clearly everybody's willing to, and that price is only going to go up for Timo Meyer. You can get in the conversation, but do you really want to be in the conversation when it starts to get like that? Especially when it's rivals that are trying to outbid you. I already mentioned it. Devils, Hurricanes, Capitals, they're all trying to get Timo. So you're going to need multiple pieces at the deadline if you're the Penguins. I don't think one piece puts them over the top. Similar to the 2013 where they need multiple forward pieces. They got Jerome McGinley, they got Brendan Morrow, and they got... I can never remember the third player that they got along with Brendan Morrow in that trade. Can't remember it. But they needed multiple pieces then. Ten years later, they need multiple pieces again. If you go out and get Timo Meyer, that's it. That's like when you walk in the Target and you say, I'm going to get the most expensive TV on the wall. Well, you're not going to be able to go get a PS5 too then. So you might have to bow out of that conversation and look at other angles. Jacob Chikrin is the number one defenseman on the block. Left shot defenseman. One of the best defensemen in the league this season. He's having a phenomenal year since he came back from injury. And it would make a near unstoppable top pairing with Chris Letang. Imagine Jacob Chikrin and Chris Letang playing alongside each other. I understand that the Penguins have a pretty interesting defense. They're underperforming, I think, what you expected from them as a group. But if you add Chikrin to that top pairing on the left, and then you fill out the rest of the left side with Pedersen, and then one of Smith or POJ, because I do believe you're going to have to trade one of them if you're going to get Chikrin. The Penguins' defense shoots to a different level. So there's Chikrin. There's Brock Besser, who could be and should be the top target on Hextall's mind. Timo Meyer would be nice. It's a luxury. It's going to become way too expensive because the price is going to go up. They can afford to get in the conversation. It's going to cost them a lot to actually come home with that prize. So I think you go out and you look at Brock Besser. Seriously. Frank Saravalli of the Daily Faceoff, we talked about it a couple days ago about the pros and cons of a Brock Besser trade. Said he's probably not worth a first-round pick right now. You probably don't have to trade that first-round pick. Which, like I just mentioned... Very important, considering you're going to need to go out and get a second piece. Probably a forward, maybe a defenseman. Other names on that list, you can go out and get Max Domi, who's become the de facto top target because Patrick Kane's hip issues are giving prospected trade partners a little bit of worry, hence why the Rangers went a different direction. But the Penguins need somebody to push Jeff Carter out of that third-line center role. Because Carter's not going to get it done. He's not. He needs to realistically be your fourth line right wing, if anything. So you need a third line center. Domi. Ivan Barbashev. Seen that name come around a little bit? Oh, yeah. Jack Roslevic. 
potential bottom six addition. The point is, the Pittsburgh Penguins are looking around at the Eastern Conference and seeing a lot of teams who are getting ready to shell out a lot of assets to stock up for this playoff run. And they, too, should be one of them. The last thing you got to ask yourself is, is it worth emptying an already pretty bare cabinet to go all in for this season? Yes. It is worth it. Because at the end of the day, you can always find different ways to fill out your lineup. You will have cap space to figure things out this offseason. Almost $20 million is coming off the books at the end of the year. Not to mention the fact that there are reports that the cap could rise by up to $4 million this year if the, pay the players pay off their escrow debt to the league. There's always space and time to fix things in the offseason. But with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang playing at the level that they're playing at, I don't care where you sit, you need to get involved in this arms race. That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. We'll be back next week. Have a great one, Pens fans.